From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It takes all of us. I have been watching the World Series this week, and one of the common things that the players say at the end of the game is, it takes all of us. Maybe one person's home run won the game that day, but the home run would not have made a difference if it were not for good pitching, or for the guy getting on base before you, or for the batters working up the pitch count ahead of you. It takes the whole team to win. You need both the defense and the offense to perform well. Sometimes, even when the whole team puts in all the work, you still don't win. There are 29 unsatisfied teams at the end of every baseball season. Today, we recognize All Saints Day, We know that it takes all of us to create a church. We can all do different things around the church. For the church to perform well, we all need to do our own little things well. We can invite someone to church. We can serve on the consistory. We can minister to the children. Whatever you bring to the church and the community, you are making it better. You can make someone smile every time they see you. We take a few moments today to think about the impact that the saints in our lives have had on us. They make us smile and laugh. They brightened up our lives. They gave us something to look forward to. And still yet, they gave us a legacy that we can learn from and take with us. For each of those who have gone before us continue to live on in our hearts through what we do, through the example that they set for us, and we then go on to lead on with that example and pass it on to others. We celebrate the impact of those before us. Every time I go through my coin collection, I think of those who have helped me to assemble my current collection. I think of my grandparents, 
both of whose coins I have the privilege of owning, especially my mother's dad, who absolutely loved collecting coins. I did not have the opportunity to talk to him about coins, and I wish I did now, as I was not into coins uh, before he passed. But I can thank him for inspiring me to continue to collect even well after he is no longer with us. Even though I never talked to him about collecting, I am able to think about his passion and continue on uh, that passion that he left through the very fact of having a collection. On All Saints Day, I also think of my friend who passed on to me the love for writing letters, real handwritten letters. She is no longer with us, but because of her, I love writing letters to this day. Those who have gone before us inspire us. They motivate us to keep on going even when the going gets tough. Their lives encourage us and still amaze us to this day. Did you know that Jesus often prayed for his disciples? In John 17, verse 21, Jesus prayed, I pray that they might all be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, I pray that they will also be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. Jesus prays for all of us to be one. What does it mean for us to be one? Are we one body? We are one body in Christ. Are we one people? We are one people because we all follow Christ. Christ does not want us to form divisions among us. Even among people who do not follow Christ, I believe that Jesus is calling us to seek unity among all people. We can get along with others. We are to treat everyone we meet with kindness and hospitality, because in doing so it spreads kindness and goodwill throughout the world. It takes all of us to create a kind culture. It takes all of us to create a sustained hope. We read a selection from the prophet Haggai today. Haggai, as with many of the other minor prophets, speak in a time following the return of the Israelites from the Babylonian exile. The temple still lay in ruins. It was not something that the people had the time or the resources to focus on right away. Instead, they focused on rebuilding their own houses uh, and left the temple for later. The people returned to Jerusalem around 537 BCE, but the second temple was not completed until about 516 BCE, 20 years following their return. It is in this context that the prophet Haggai asks, Who is left among you that saw the house in its former glory? 516 is 71 years after the exile to Babylon. In these days, it was a rarity to live to be that old. Not impossible, but it was rarer than it is in days before or days current. Not many people were old enough to remember what it had been like before, except for what had been described in the law. 
Yet dreaming of its former glory and hoping for its restoration eventually spurred on the completion of the project so that the second temple ended up having more splendor even than the first. So that according to God's promise, I will fill this house with splendor may come true. The house was indeed filled with splendor and even greater splendor than what it had before. The people got together knowing that it would take all of them to fulfill God's promise of restoration. They knew it would take all of them to fulfill God's promise of restoration. When they work together, God's promise can be fulfilled. What do we need to restore today? Is there something in your life that needs restoration? What about in the world? Is there a relationship that needs restoring? Perhaps a relationship with a sibling, a parent, or a child. Perhaps your relationship with God needs to be rekindled. What in your life could use some restoration in this moment? Do you think it will take a lot of energy and commitment? It will probably take all of you. I know that when time flies, it can be difficult to keep up with our commitments. It requires work. Even just this past month, I realized that I had not talked to certain friends in quite a while because of, as, as you keep going, as time continues, all of a sudden you look back and it's like I haven't talked to that person in three or four months. But it didn't seem that long in the process. But I began feeling a desire to restore some of these connections so that I do not lose them completely, even if it is long distance. When I was in the Albany area last month, I called up one of my college roommates to meet him, even if it was only for a brief moment, for about 10 or 15 minutes. I have tried to be more intentional about calling or texting some of my old friends as well. I recall that I had a friend in college who was a big Eagles fan, uh, like myself, and actually the, the college roommate that I met up with is responsible for me being a football fan, because he told me when I got to college you have to root for a football team. <laughs> I didn't follow up before then. But uh, I, I reached out to this uh, Eagles fan who I knew at Siena, where I, grad when I, where I went to college, and I actually found out that he was at the Eagles-Steelers game last Sunday. I thought, that was, that's really cool that you got to go to that game. We sent a few texts back and forth, including uh, this past Thursday when they were playing Again, the point is that it is so easy to get lost into our own lives and forget that we wanted to stay in touch with certain people. We have to make an intentional effort to do so. It takes all of us to be successful at that. It takes our mind, soul, heart, and strength to do it well. I have to think about it with my mind. I have to care about it in my soul. I have to love doing it with all of my heart. And I have to have cared for myself to have the energy to do something about it 
with the strength that that gives me. The theme of being church is that we do these things together. We can do more when we are together. Christ has assembled each one of us to be here and make a difference in someone else's life. Our being together was Christ's idea before it was ours. We are called to follow Christ together even if our oneness is only unified by Christ. Even if we have no other similarities except for the fact that we call ourselves Christian, we find ourselves together as one body that is called church. For together we can do more things than by ourselves. As a group, we can often do much more than we can individually. This is why we have been brought together to this place. This is why we're assembling Giving Tree Helping Days so that we can do the work quicker together than individually. We come together to get what needs to be done, completed. Remember how the people got together to build the second temple because God brought them together in that place. They knew that it would take all of them to fulfill God's promise of restoration. It also takes all of us to fulfill God's promise of restoration today. To think of the past as a better and more glorious time in the present seems to be a common human tendency. Focusing on the heyday of the past, like the past temple or the church with a full Sunday school, distracts us from the glory of God in the present. Our world needs restoration today. Some churches may call it revival. We can call it restoration. Whatever we call it, we need it. The world needs it. We need to bring hope to a hurting world. And to bring a culture of kindness, it takes all of us. It takes all the saints in our lives who have taught us how to be in this moment. They didn't always think of the past and uh, feel sorrow for the past. They always sought God's joy in the present. It takes all the lessons that we have learned. It takes you and it takes me. Division is easy and togetherness is hard. But again, Jesus wants us to be together. Jesus needs us to love one another. In John 13, verse 35, Jesus tells the disciples this very commandment. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. Through through our love toward one another as the church, no matter our difference, no matter our belief, no matter who we vote for on election day, So we all go in to get out and vote. We create the church by being together despite our differences 
and working together to create the glory of God in the present and to focus on the glory of God in the present moment. We create the community of God in today's world. We create a culture where God is present and the more of us who make an effort to restore God's love in this world, the greater God's glory will be found to be. We need to build up God's church in the present, not being sorrowful for the past or focusing on restoring our own homes as the people did following their return. Fighting for oneself creates competition. But we fight for unity. We fight to be together, to be unified in Christ. And we know that Jesus prayed for oneness. So let us be one, together with those who are alive and together with all those who have gone before. Let us create a culture of love, a culture of hope, through our oneness in Jesus Christ. May all honor and glory be to God. Thanks be to God. And amen. Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.